Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across sun, city, cruise, USA, worldwide and camping holidays. Today we're talking all about a well-known national brand, it's Aer Lingus. Founded in 1936, Aer Lingus is our flag carrier airline and Ireland's only four-star airline. Flying to over 90 destinations, it's an airline that's going from strength to strength. In November 2018, Aer Lingus welcomed its second millionth transatlantic passenger and welcomed just over 13 million passengers that year. It's regularly introducing new features to enhance the passenger's experience from mood lighting on the planes to the new airspace premium economy. So to talk all things Aer Lingus and its fantastic range of routes and services, we're joined by Rory Keane, the Senior Sales Manager for Europe and North America, and Yvonne Muldoon, the Director of Sales for Europe and North America. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Delighted to be here. Brilliant. Good to be here. So to start off on a nice light note, we talk about some of Aer Lingus's standout moments and nice customer stories. So what have sure. what have happened over its eighty six odd years? Yeah, so I suppose um, to start, as you already covered off on, but Aer Lingus was founded in nineteen thirty six, um, and our first flight was from. Um, it was to Bristol, really, with flying the other aircraft, which was fourteen guests on board. Mm. So what a journey that we've come um, since 1936. We started flying across the transatlantic in 1958. So it's certainly an iconic Irish brand. Mm, um, And I suppose the carrier has evolved over those number of years. Standout moments really for us, um, really this year, 2019, um, Aer had looked at its brand and how we refreshed the brand. It was 20 years since we last um, you know, did a rebrand. It was back overdue. When I, it was definitely <laughs> overdue. And we we're a very different carrier today than we mm. were back 20 years ago. Um, and I remember that brand launch because I had joined Erlingus. Oh, really? <laughs> around that time. Wow. So I've been around for two brand launches now. But yeah, back on the 17th of January, uh, we unveiled a refresh brand. And ultimately, we wanted to update the logo mm. um, and obviously reflect that in our new aircraft livery. Um, and ultimately, that was reflecting the airline's position as a modern and contemporary Irish brand um, that really will allow us to compete on an international stage. And the new brand identity supports our ambition as Aer Lingus to be the leading value carrier across the transatlantic. So in terms of the logo, it was very important that we didn't change too the far logo too it. much. So um, our marketing team did several different uh, workshops and just got some constructive feedback on where we could go mm. um, and generally what was important to Irish consumers when they identified the shamrock. So the logo still retains the iconic shamrock. Mm. Um, however, we've slightly adapted it. We've applied kind of a slight tilt, which kind of symbolizes how dynamic we are as a carrier, our speed mm. to market, our agility. And then you might notice on the logo as well, the heart shape leaves. So that's slightly different to what we had before. And that reflects our warmth and hospitality, which I think is something that Aer Lingus is synonymous mm. for in regards to so. our, Definitely. You know, our hospitality on, on board. Um, so ultimately, the brand launch was very exciting. Mm. Um, it definitely has a different kind of color palette. So the teal color that you might yeah, see lovely. on the aircraft now is kind of shows our strength. Mm. Um, but yet there is probably a little bit less paint on the aircraft. So it's a much cleaner, fresher looking yeah. aircraft, a little mm. bit more white, but yet maintaining the strong colors that really identify um, Aer Lingus and obviously having that that connection. How to long was the process? <laughs> I was just about to ask that. Because <laughs> <laughs> as, as you're talking there, I'm wondering how long did it take you to Because I can with, imagine with, the amount of back brand. and forth in that. Yeah. Be huge. yeah, well, it was a top secret um, <laughs> project. So there was so. blacked out windows, but I, I think it took over um, a year in the planning, like oh, wow. all of last year. Yeah. And it was very, it was kept very secret right mm, up until I'd the end. So, um, so um, there was only select parties involved in 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 choosing the brand and what yeah. it would look like, um, and thankfully the guys have done a great job. We all feel they did. Looks it, brilliant. The very different the launch, launch fab. compared to twenty years ago. 
and it was so exciting. <laughs> and we were there in Hangar yeah. 6 as we yeah. unveiled the new aircraft. And it was very much like a, a, a new car launch. Mm. So the curtains were up and then our yeah. new chief executive, Sean Doyle, who just started in January. So what an exciting way for him to yeah. join yeah, the, the, the airline mm. in January when everything was being unveiled. But we had, you know, several guests from some of our, our key travel agency partners, corporate clients, media there. So there oh, was yeah. a real Paul sense there of excitement. <laughs> it was a very exciting, um, you know, moment and mm. certainly one that we're very proud of. And our marketing team have done an exceptional job. And I think the aircraft looks fantastic. And we've got such positive feedback in regards to the look and the feel. And I think everybody was relieved. There was probably a sense of anticipation what's going to happen to the Shamrock. Yeah, but I think yeah. the Shamrock represents the carrier we are today, which is a value carrier, yeah. um, but maintaining that iconic Shamrock, but just with a slight uh, slight tilt. Very slight. But <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I suppose for Aer Lingus, we are, you had mentioned, you know, are, are you a flag carrier? We're pretty much a hybrid. So we're mm. not a low cost, but yet we're not a full flag carrier. We see ourselves as a value carrier. So mm. we're pretty much in between. So it's vitally important that as a value carrier that we really emphasize on, um, you know, offering fantastic service to our guests, but still maintaining a low cost base. Mm. So it's just getting smarter in regards to, you know, how we run our carrier on a day to day basis um, stripping out costs that are un- unnecessary yeah. um, and ultimately being able to enable a strong return on invested capital for our shareholders. Um, the more profitable we are, the more we can invest in aircraft, which mm. allows us to fly to new destinations um, and also maintaining a low cost base when we're competing against, you know, LCCs, the low cost carriers, we need to ensure that our, our pricing is on point. Very competitive. So we have to be competitive in order to, mm. you know, stay relevant in the marketplace. And I think we've done a um, a good job in, in maintaining value for money, even though we've continued to enhance in our products, both yeah. in aircraft and products on board that maybe we'll tell you a little bit more about. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. And so you mentioned IAG, the International Airlines Group, they bought Aer Lingus in 2015. So what impact has that had on Aer Lingus and the growth of the brand? Yeah, good question. So it's been very positive. Mm. So IAG did acquire Aer Lingus back in 2015 um, and it's Aer Lingus has benefited considerably by being part of IAG. So being part of the group enables us, I suppose, you know, bigger buying power, um, it allows us to extract cost synergies, you know, across the group. Mm. Um, and I suppose just to mention who the other carriers are in the IA group, mm. uh, IAG group um, is Aer Lingus, British Airways, Vueling, Iberia and Level. So it's quite a sizable group. Um, so that does allow us um, to extract synergies across the board where we can kind of streamline some efficiencies mm. where possible. But we're still very much independent airlines. So we'll extract synergies and apply best practice, but ultimately... Aer Lingus is Aer Lingus okay. and we will run um, the That's carrier, nice. you know, ultimately to um, to its success. Yeah. Um, in terms of, I suppose, Aer Lingus, we've, you mentioned earlier, we've carried nearly, you know, 2.8 million guests annually across uh, the North Atlantic. And our ambition is to be, you know, the leading value carrier across the transatlantic. Being part of IAG really allows us to um, extract investment. Hmm. However, we need to make sure as you know, I suppose we are, um, we need to ensure that our investment, the investment that IAG um, place in Aer Lingus, that again, they're getting the return on invested capital mm. in regards to where they place aircraft and aircraft are very The expensive. strategy behind it. <laughs> so it's like Dragon's Den of which carrier is going to receive the investment. Yeah. So it's really important that we run a very profitable carrier um, and we continue to expand. So having IAG's investment allows us to obviously expand our aircraft, which is obviously the Vital. root and branch <laughs> yeah. of any carrier. Um, and it's fantastic that we have been approved to receive the Neo long range aircraft, which is just a game changer in regards to, um, you know, all possibilities of flying into airports that maybe would have never considered before. Um, so, so would that be kind of beyond transatlantic? So it's still transatlantic. Okay. It just allows us to fly into other airports and it gives it that longer range. That, oh, okay, you know, cool. So it's kind of supply and demand mm. and the range of the aircraft and also how many seats is you know, I suppose, makes sense to um, fly to those various different yeah. destinations. Okay. So, um, It's typically a smaller aircraft, but the technology has enabled it to 
travel further. further. So typically it's mm-hmm. the aircraft, the A320 yeah. model that fr- uh, up to now really has just served Europe, but the, the te- technology in the, the aircraft allows it to make all the way across the Atlantic uh, and inland uh, to, to a point. Um, so that gives us great scope to uh, look at Potential, many potential new routes. Mm-hmm. A small but mighty aircraft. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's a long range aircraft, and that's yeah. been the game changer, as Rory mentioned. It's new engines, aerodynamic technology, yeah. um, and it's very fuel efficient, and of course, you know, reducing topical yeah. noise as well, yes. which is which is um, you know friendly to the environment, yeah. etc. Um, and across the transatlantic, I suppose we've come so far. Mm. Uh, pardon the pun, but in regards to <laughs> increasing our uh, destinations. So yeah. back in 2010, really, we operated very successfully about six transatlantic routes. So mm. all the transatlantic routes that you will be you know, aware of, the New mm. Yorks, the Bostons, etc. Um, and as we move into 2023, which is not that far away, which is scary to think, um, our fleet will include nearly 30 long haul aircraft. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, and it will give us the opportunity to fly up to 20 destinations. So when you think of, I suppose, where we've come from over a Mm. number of years, having the investment and and to the ownership of IAG and and being able to operate these new uh, neo long range aircraft, it really is allowing us to um, expand expand right across the transatlantic. I was at a, I was in, I think, an Aer Lingus trade night and I had all the different destinations and flat out talking to people I think there's about 20 destinations there I was completely unaware how many places in America you guys actually yeah, we, travel when to. you think about it's it amazing. now um, sometimes we kind of find it hard to believe that there is up to 15 transatlantic flights every day going across carrying two to three hundred people wow. back and then ba- back over to America and back again uh, mm. and that's only going to yeah increase Bro. under our ambitious very ambitious plans <laughs> so it's exciting it's really exciting yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. and there's such huge ties between ireland and north america obviously mm. um you know there's nearly 800 u.s multinational companies here in ireland when mm. you think about it and they employ over a hundred thousand um staff Employees, and the yeah. same on the opposite side of the ocean it's extremely important in terms of the irish diaspora that work in those american companies mm. so you know with any transatlantic route you need to have that mix of business traffic and you also need business to have leisure. leisure as well yeah. so business is really strong um, and it's continuing to grow and obviously foreign direct investment is is high on um high on our radar but having yeah. growing more of those corporations like the big you know the facebook's the google's the sales forces mm. the big multinational pharmaceutical companies um that provides so it's a very strong business class product offering to be Definitely. able to allow those um corporations to travel at ease in, in regards to being able to conduct business between While their flying. headquarters, which a lot of the European headquarters are based in Dublin, Dublin actually, their yeah. European headquarters. So providing that, you know, essential gateway of expanded transatlantic services really assists in terms of the local exchequer in regards to, you know, I suppose, bringing in more foreign direct investment yeah. of these companies. And then from a leisure perspective as well, you're really getting an opportunity to expand our destinations and really allow Irish consumers have more accessibility to direct flights mm. as opposed to maybe flying over London or flying um, via a different you yeah. know, North American Makes it um, as easy city. as possible. It just makes it a lot easier. And examples of that will be the likes of Orlando. You know, direct flights to Orlando. Yeah. Um, certainly getting on the flight at Dublin and being able to land in Orlando um, and do the theme parks and mm, you know everything that are traveling with families exactly and mm. whilst you know when you look at price versus direct versus a indirect option mm. you you know you ultimately need to consider how much time you're going to spend in that secondary airport mm. and the ease and the stress-free element when traveling long haul you know that's mm. it's a long enough flight Um, But it needs to be as stress free as possible. So it's incorporating that into the price of your full experience as a family or whatever the dynamic of of your travellers are. Um, So being able to offer direct services, especially for the longer flights, such as Orlando, I mentioned, and then the West Coast as well, with Mm -hmm. San Francisco and L.A. But but even saying that, the the amount of clients that we have ringing into the sales team that will only fly Aer Lingus and you opening up all these these new routes, new destinations it's now opening their possibility because not a lot of these people will only fly Aer Lingus. Now, 
you know that that that's that music to our ears. Yeah. <laughs> we don't take that for granted. No, of course you <laughs> not. And but they are now looking at well, we can now fly our links. We don't have to fly to London or to, to Madrid to go to go yeah. to these places, yeah. wherever yeah. it might be. Now, they can now go direct and they can now go with Aer Lingus. So that's... And a key advantage as well mm. is the fact, and we are so fortunate, and again, we can't be complacent, is to having customs and pre-clearance at Dublin. Yeah. Like, mm. that is such a unique selling point for Ireland Inc. across Europe. Yeah. So for, you know, Irish consumers being able to go to the airport, mm. um, pre-clear customs and emigration, have all of that paperwork done before they even get on the flight and a land in the States pretty much as a domestic uh, customer is absolutely fantastic. So you're not where if you, for example, decide to fly to the States via London, you don't get to pre-clear. You could be, and I, you know, I've done it. I've done both. You could be standing in line stateside uh, for two or three hours. So, you know, does that help in terms of your, your experience traveling with young kids, being stuck in long lines after coming off a transatlantic flight? Um, no. You know, from my own experience with two small kids under five, you know, you really have to think of convenience, seamless transfer um, and being able to avail of the pre-clearance in Dublin and Shannon yeah. is, you know, it's fantastic facility to have. And Absolutely one that we probably shouldn't take for granted, but we're just so used to it being there. Mm. But other markets and other countries don't necessarily aren't as lucky. They're no. not as lucky <laughs> to avail of, of the pre-clearance facilities. So, as as one of the most iconic Irish brands, um, how does Aer Lingus give Irish customers the best experience possible? Sure. Um, so, I, certainly, it's one of the most iconic Irish brands, and we already discussed it's eighty three years old now, um, and we strongly believe and hope that it will be around for the foreseeable future and we we do that by putting the guests first mm. in all of our decisions um, so they do have the best experience um, uh, the crown jewel of that element probably is our staff essentially um, so I'm sure you've both tra- travelled with Aer Lingus yep. mm-hmm. um, so we're Irish by nature we're hospitable and, and that's always been the case with our staff so we've got a strong culture I suppose that has uh, over the years that we've maintained and, 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 and used that strength um, so training our, our staff to ensure that that, that is maintained is is, uh, is, is really important um, and also the, the staff encouraged to, to, to be putting the guests first but making sure their personality comes across as well um, then we also have uh, evolved our, our products to, to give guests um, a choice in, in what they want and how they want to book. Uh, an example would be um, the express uh, bag drop um, technology leaving Dublin Airport where mm. you can just um, make the whole process a bit easier to get through the airport by uh, tagging your bag and dropping it on scales automatically so there's no big queues. Mm. Um, just only this week, we recently uh, launched a, a new a checked bag drop pr- product. <coughs> so if you didn't want to carry your checked bag all the way through, you can choose to pay five euro and that's um, checked in. So you don't have to worry about your liquids um, or if you didn't want to carry it, that can be um, checked in. Um, into, uh, and then you pick it up when you land Great. on the other side. I know my dad always chances his arm at the Erlingus desk. <laughs> Will they take <laughs> our hand luggage every single time <laughs> without fail? <laughs> So that's a great feature. Yeah, and it is. And I suppose it just even back to families as well. You know, if you're going to Orlando um, or the West Coast and you live in close proximity to the airport, a lot Mm. of our traveling guests now go out to the airport the night before. So if you're organized, you're packed, you're ready to go, bring your cases out to the airport and just, I suppose, you know, get rid of them. (laughs) You know, that they're checked in, you print out your boarding cards, all you need to worry about, especially, you know, big families going Mm. to the airport. So, you know, three and four kids, you just... The luggage galore. The luggage alone, (laughs) even the logistics Mm. get to the airport with five or six cases and two or three kids. Yeah, it's a lot. So if you can go out the night before... Uh, check in all your luggage know that that's your luggage is all checked in it's good to go for your flight print mm. out your boarding cards and the next morning all you have to do is remember your passport <laughs> your boarding cards and your kids and your kids, <laughs> and, your kids um, and your taxi out to the airport so that's become really popular that's it, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think I'd ever reached that level of organisation before yeah. a flight <laughs> well, that's amazing I think families, the, the more they have to, the more children they have, the more organised you just have to be. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, it's yeah. you know, as they say, Chaos. Uh, failure to plan is planning to fail. Yeah. So, it's that's just another feature that we certainly encourage. Mm. Um, and again, it just allows um, 
families and, and couples. You know, you could have people maybe traveling with sports equipment, you know, surfboards, bikes, etc. If they want to do that the night before as well, that's we absolutely welcome. Yeah, um, early check in. It just assists with the process and it means it's a better user experience for the guest. Yeah, because they're arriving that morning and they're just going straight through to the security. It's line. probably great for you guys as well to get all that done the night before. Um, and it would exactly. speed up yeah, the process exactly. on Cuts the morning, the particularly if it's an early morning flight where the airport yeah. can be really, Dublin We're airport all about can trying be trying to be really as efficient busy. as possible. Yeah. Um, so we do track then um, um, the, the guest experience. Uh, we have a voice of the guest program, so we're constantly in tune with the experience of the guest. Mm. And that also allows us to look at where we need to improve or where we need to invest um, on better products to, mm. to constantly, you know, we can't just sit still. We've, we're always evolving always trying to think of better ways to service our guests to make sure that they're going to keep coming back to us. Yeah, definitely sounds like yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose family, fr- family, family friendly offers, um, which we have in terms of, you know, half price checked in bags and mm. half price seats, etc. And it's allowing um, guests bring whatever luggage requirements that they need. So mm. if you, you can pack smart and pack light <laughs> or you can pack the kitchen sink. It really depends on each individual's needs. Yeah. And I suppose our a la carte bag uh, prices you know, it gives every guest the opportunity to choose what they want rather than us, you know, applying a default, um, a default that it is this a price and this is the amount of, of luggage that you're permitted. So it just as, you know, travellers are looking for uh, flexibility and then we're always trying to adapt. And as Rory mentioned, the voice of the guest, when this is a key component that was important, that guests really wanted, they wanted to choose yeah. what they brought and then they decide what fee they feel is appropriate mm. based on the luggage that they're carrying, you know. And that all depends on, the prices depend on the types of fare that you're booking as well. So for more Brilliant. information, you know, you can obviously check with Check with us. Go. Brilliant. And speaking of click and go, some listeners may or most likely may not know that we're the official holiday partners with their lingus. And not only that, we work with you on holidays with their lingus so people can book their holiday through the Erlinga site and use the call centre in click and go if they need to talk to anyone. Um, so could you maybe tell our listeners a little bit about holidays with their lingus? Sure. Um, so we're delighted to partner with click and go mm. as you guys power our holidays uh, with their lingus product. And really what that product is, it just creates a online platform where guests Uh, that may want some assistance in regards to booking their flights, their accommodation, Mm. their transfers. So it's kind of a one-stop shop um, in regards to, you know, offering some fantastic deals. So um, ultimately, there's various different options in terms of what can be booked. So it's like from city breaks to sun holidays to USA tours, Mm -hmm. which we obviously covered off on all our, our transatlantic services. Um, cruise cruise is huge this year and has been huge for a number of years so that's mm, still really popular um, and the last minute getaways so for anybody that hasn't booked and it's holidays, just dying to go and on just holidays. dying to go away it is raining in Dublin today <laughs> um, so it's a great opportunity to start booking but you know last minute getaways there's always going to be that you know that last minute mm. um, opportunity and it is an opportunity and you have some amazing offers um, on your website so we were just having a look of you know what potentially could whet the appetite of your <laughs> listeners and just you know Costal Sol is a really popular destination Super of course popular, yeah. and there's some amazing deals at the moment of like 4 per person in August mm. so um, you guys have done a great job in terms of you know pulling really good value deals together with yep. Yep. really mm. quality fully vetted hotels that yep. your team have gone down to view um, you know it's a good standard hotel that's going to offer that great service um, obviously married up with Aer Lingus flights yep. which we would like to be the obviously carrier of choice <laughs> and obviously booking through holidays with Aer Lingus um, that is a prerequisite get your holiday off to a stress free start exactly um, so Castle Sol is still popular mm. you know as a sunspot but also Tenerife and Lanzarote two destinations that Rory and I have been to uh, recently enough over the last few years but it's still a firm favourite with Irish holidaymakers and there is some last minute deals there as well of mm. 510 euro for the likes of Playa Las Americas based on three star hotels um, but there's other areas as well in Tenerife if you go further up the coast in Costa Adeke mm, that seems to be a very 
popular one in the office for Tenerife. It is. The yeah. main oh, one. Oh, well, look, it always is. Costa mm. Decky. To me, Costa Decky is one of the nicest resorts down in, in Tenerife. And the good thing about Costa Decky is it's right beside Los America. So if you yes. want to be, yeah. you know, having a couple of livelier nights, a couple of busier nights in a busier resort, you're only 10 minutes down the road. In into into Costa Decay yeah. and another 10 yeah. minutes the other way is uh, continue on as Los Cristianos I had stayed in Los Cristianos in March actually yeah. yeah and for that reason it's excellent yeah you've got Playas Americas just around the corner and then a decade a bit further so you've, yeah. you've got the beach I was there really for a cycling holiday so you, it's a great place for cycling as well oh, you've really? got great options to plenty of hills plenty <laughs> of hills to choose from <laughs> plenty of very long hills yeah but great roads and yeah, there's nothing more than I like than uh, cycling in the warm weather. Yeah, nice weather in March in comparison to here. Did you go far into the island when you were cycling or did, was it just around the, the coast resorts? Um, so we rented bikes off a company called Free Motion and part of that involved going on guided tours. So okay. you're kind of escorted on destinations. So ah, the beauty of that was you were driven yes. for part of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> so you had some energy to get home. Um, but a lot of it involved going up um, Mount Tide, yeah, which yeah. is the, the main oh, yeah. volcano, and um, it was amazing. Like it's, you can go up to two thousand meters there when you consider <laughs> our highest point in Ireland is only a thousand meters. So mm, there yeah. are points where you're cycling above the clouds. So mm. It's a bit of a head spin. Say it is. Yeah, and I'll be going there in a few weeks, probably having a less active holiday <laughs> <laughs> type of Hopefully activity. Says you. Um, and I'm going back down to Costa Adeki okay. as well, and it's. It is a great spot. I suppose there's a lot of family hotels, as I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, I have two yeah. young kids. So there's some great hotels there along the beachfront from the H10, from uh, there's a new hotel there, the GF, yeah. Victoria. There's just numerous amount of hotels along there, like um, Sheridan, La Caleta. And they're all really nice hotels that have great facilities. You know, a must is kids club and kids pools. Mm. So once the kids are happy, you're certainly happy. Yeah. And have an accessibility to the beachfront um, is fantastic and there's some Definitely. beautiful walks on lo- all along that coastline so whether you're walking with a buggy or you're going cycling if yeah. Rory's going cycling you can <laughs> do a running as well and a bit of running as well you, you can do a bit of everything yeah. as well, and there's Siam Park isn't that ten- Siam Park is yeah. the, water, the water park the world's yeah. most popular water park that's right. TripAdvisor. Yeah, it's yes. really popular. Mm. Yes. Really popular. Um, and Lanzarote, as it's kind of neighbouring island, obviously has so much to offer as well in regards to Playa Blanca seems to be quite popular mm, yeah. with Irish consumers. And again, you have properties from two to five star. So it suits everybody's budget. So it's yeah. not all about yeah. four and five star hotels. You can have, you know, do self-catering um, up around the Marina Rubicon in Playa Blanca. There's loads of options there to yeah. do. Mm. If you've got mm. groups of friends or couples that don't necessarily want... To be around the kids. bells and whistles or be around <laughs> kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something for everybody from two star self-catering yeah. right up to the five canaries star. are great options. Lanzarote is actually really popular with sports now as well. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, because we, we, we do the, the Lanzarote. We said the Lanzarote Marathon in December, in December oh, wow. and we're, we're getting more involved. That's next with, on Rory's list. Is it? No, yeah. Mar- you did cycling it is, there as well. too much to march. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've done uh, Lanzarote. I've covered yeah, every inch, I'd say, on, on a bike. Um, yeah. But they, they do different yeah. um distances in the marathon you can do I think oh, yeah. 10, 20k as well as yeah. the, the 42k marathon so you can, like you can do yeah. different ones but yeah there's, there's, you do a little bit of it there's, there's property the Sands Beach up in Costa de Guise yeah um, I stayed there actually yeah, yeah so really that's nice. yeah. and they're really sports orientated yeah um, and La Santa is a, a dedicated triathlon resort on the north of the island yeah oh. um, it's you probably wouldn't have heard about it unless you're really serious into sport they've got three 50 metre pools a running track Oh, wow. um, a load of uh, bikes that you get if you stay there complimentary really good Cannondale bikes I'll be looking into that when I get back to the <laughs> office <laughs> um, great food as well um, not much else around there to see other than the rocks and the scenery yeah. like, which is lovely but in, in, in terms of nightlife you, you might have a drive to get over to Porto Loch Harman mm-hmm. um, and play Blanca as Yvonne mentioned yeah. that's mm-hmm. beautiful I love, I've stayed there as well and um, then, of course, if you want to kind of do some sightseeing as well, there's a Timofaya National Park, Park which yeah. is absolutely, I've been there a few times. And there's oh, camel yeah. rides as well, which is quite fun yeah. for families to do. Um, and there's, you can rent a car very easy. So if you're like, for example, staying in Playa Blanca, you can just rent a car. You can go up to yeah. the Timofaya Park. They bring you around, obviously, to show you the um, the volcanic the volcanic landscape. But you can also then maybe go along the kind of lava 
um, create a coastline and go up to the Green Lake of um, El Golfo mm. and just stop along the way and see the beautiful, um, you know, the, the salt mines, I think they call them. Um, so there is so much to do in regards yeah. to, you know, relaxing on the beach, to doing the touristy sites, mm. to doing a bit of sport, etc. And Definitely. it continues yeah. to be a firm favourite. The beauty of the Canaries is it's year round. Like, you know, yeah, year round yeah. pretty reliable. You know, you're going to get uh, good weather. Mm. And we travel, we fly to all of the islands, Gran Canaria and Fort Ventura. Mm. And with, with holidays with Aer Lingus, what, what people need to realise is it's it's a it's a copy of of the Click Go website. It's exactly, exactly. the same. Yes. Mm. So in product, when we're when we're loading properties, mm. it's loaded to both to both yeah. websites. Mm. Yeah. It, the, the the beauty of the the holidays with Aer Lingus is it's only going to pull Aer Lingus flights. Yeah. So if we have these clients that we we do have numerous that will only fly with Aer Lingus, they can just go on to holidays with Aer Lingus, and that will yeah. only give Aer Lingus flights to all the destinations that Aer Lingus do mm-hmm. with the, with the the properties and product that we've loaded. Yeah. And something to manage as well as the flight times. So as Rory had mentioned, we have, um, you know, regular frequency into all of the islands. But touching on Tenerife and Lanzarote, the times are great. So you've got an afternoon flight, so you have the whole morning to finish packing or Mm. unless just have a relaxing morning if you've dropped your bag the night before. (laughs) Um, But there are convenient times of like three o'clock in the afternoon. You arrive into location at like 25 past Mm. uh, seven, for example, for Tenerife and Lanzarote. It's just after eight o'clock. Um, so then you're just kind of, you know, relaxing into the evening. You're in your hotel by nine o'clock. And then on the return, the flight is late in the evening, which is brilliant because you don't necessarily don't lose your day. Yeah, so your last day difference. of holidays, being able to get up, have breakfast, you know, yeah. organize all your packing. A top tip will be as well of just kind of approach the reception to see is there a possibility that you can get a few hours extension in your, in your room mm. if they're not fully yeah. booked or sometimes they just give a half a day rate, mm. yes. which is quite yeah. handy. I have to use that many times. I have yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We, we always recommend to clients to ask that when they're checking, checking in, in. Okay. Ra- rather than leave yes. it to the last day. Yeah. Yes. Ask them at check in. They might send, take, say, come back to us two or three days before you go. But you're there for the whole week or 10 days or two weeks, whatever it is. So I think it's yeah. always rather than leaving it till the morning. We yeah. always recommend to clients say it, mention it on check in. Yeah. Yep, you have a better chance of getting it then. It's a good exactly. point because you already know your departure time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 exactly, yeah. yeah. So it just means you've got the best of the day. Mm. So either checking out at 12 and hanging around for a few hours and not knowing what to do with yourself or if you have to check out at 12, just have a plan for that day. Exactly. Mm. You know, they still store your luggage, they'll still give you sharing facilities but, you know, a top tip would be if you can get those few extra hours, it just puts a different dimension on the day that you've got those few extra yeah. hours to soak in the last bit of vitamin Definitely. D. Definitely. Good tip. Don't yeah. think that tip has come up in any <laughs> of our previous episodes. <laughs> okay. So so that's that's the, the canary sort of covered in the short uh, short routes. How about, what are the most popular um, transatlantic routes for, with Erlingus? Yeah, definitely. Um, so transatlantic, um, the routes, uh, as we've discussed, where we've big plans to grow that. Um, but the most popular uh, would be New York. So we fly three times a day to, to New York. That's twice to JFK Airport and one to Newark Airport. And New York's a city I've been to many times. In fact, myself and Yvonne were just there in April on business. And it's it's just a great city. You know, yeah. it's mm. a city that never sleeps. When you land, you, I, I remember um, getting in and it was wet and, and I was tired. But got out of the hotel room and all of a sudden you're awake again the street just wakens you up <laughs> like it's amazing that is uh, that, that is for sure we've uh, myself the wife and, and the 11 year old flew to uh new york this time last year actually with Aer Lingus. amazing amazing service <laughs> yeah. amazing oh, um staff um comfort the whole lot and as we were talking earlier on literally i couldn't believe because that's my first time in in new york and walking through jfk and then suddenly, like, before you know it, I'm out of the airport. It was like, I thought we were going to be queuing for hours. I started not forgotten, but I'd taken for granted about the, the yes that being getting us through in, in Dublin Airport. Um, so, yeah. yeah, again, it was nearly sensory overload in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Arriving from, from Dublin, it was lovely and sunny in Dublin. We arrived into, into New York, it was lashing rain as it happens, um, taxi into, into Manhattan. But as you said, um, the minute you walk out onto the street, it's like, wow. Yeah. alive straight away alive yeah. so yeah and you know the whole thing with Aer Lingus flying there was we were so relaxed when we arrived literally just so relaxed after after the flight the flight flew like that didn't realise yeah. we were on the flight for six and a half seven, seven hours whatever seven it was hours, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it was just it was just brilliant but New York is an amazing city yeah there's like lots of things to do there the Empire State Building now the, the One World Trade Centre 
and that whole area has been uh, um, kind of redone um, and uh, the Wall Street area so, so and that's the, the, the bottom of Manhattan yeah. you know yeah, and then you've Midtown Manhattan that's where most of our guests I think tend to choose to, mm. to visit and stay um, shopping obviously is huge there um, and when I was there back to the exercise I couldn't resist going for a jog <laughs> on the High Line Park which Isn't is brilliant. phenomenal the High Line yeah. was one of my favourite actually Actually, we've got a we have a previous podcast on on New York, oh, really? yeah, and Aer Lingus featured it, featured yeah. hugely in that. My son done a, a blog, yeah, um, on the on the whole New York trip, oh, and one of his favourite parts was 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 Aer Lingus. Jamie's a blogger yeah. in training. <laughs> he's he's blogger. He's actually going to be podcasting soon as well. Wow, um, eleven years, eleven years uh, already. Great potential. Amazing. So yeah. yeah, so that's I mean New York is just amazing, just, yeah. just amazing. Um, um, so what are the most um, underrated? Um, or less known transatlantic Atlantic routes? So there's a, a number of um, routes, but one to kind of touch on is we launched Hartford, Connecticut um, mm. back about two years, maybe three years ago now at this point. Mm. And it's the route is into the airport is Bradley International. Um, some people may not be aware of even the name of that airport, but it's become so, so popular. So flying into Bradley International is you're basically into the heart of Hartford, Connecticut, which is the gateway to New England. So there is so much to do and see. Um, ultimately, like New England has a mix of coastal cities, mm. rural areas. Uh, Mystic Seaport is just phenomenal. It has like it's a, it's basically a seaport museum. It has century old ships. Um, it's absolutely fascinating. So for any of kind of I suppose aviation geeks, <laughs> it's just an absolute mecca for aviation. It looks um, amazing. Absolutely. So it has old ships, um, you know, aircraft, etc. It's Mystic is certainly a place to to definitely visit. There's also an aquarium um, mm. there in Mystic and there's lots more to see and do. Of course, it's home to Yale University um, and there's various other museums that you can you know, see along the way. Um, just outside Connecticut, and your listeners may not be aware of this, but Mohican Sun um, and Foxwood are some of like has some of the biggest casinos, which is kind of a rival to Las Vegas. Vegas yeah, I heard um, that. Amazing resorts yeah. with hundreds of shops. Um, has phenomenal square footage of of casinos and gaming, etc. So it's become a really popular spot. Mm. Um, and the hotel prices are very competitive. The ease of transfer from coming into Bradley International Airport and traveling to um, either Mohican Sun or Foxwood. Uh, so it ticks all the box if you want to do mm. the gambling, if you want to do, you know, do some shopping, etc. Mm. It's definitely high on the agenda. But if you want to mix it up as well, like fly into Bradley International to visit Connecticut and New England, you're only two and a half hours away from New York and Boston. So if you kind of think of it as a triangle, yeah. you know, you can fly into Hartford, but you can fly back out depending on the duration of your stay. You can fly back out of Boston or New York or back out of New York. So you just have, you know, plenty of um, options. Do a multi-centre. Yeah. Do a multi-centre. Yeah. Absolutely. Or if you've done New York or Boston before, it's a nice... Alternative, alternative, yeah. exactly. And mm. down near New Haven is absolutely beautiful. And it's, I suppose, the likes of Hartford, Connecticut, New England is synonymous with the fall. So mm. it's just you know the changing of the leaves. It's just out into the woodlands. There's zip lining across the trees. There's so much you can do, um, but it is absolutely beautiful. Mm. Beautiful down there. Underrated so, one. Totally underrated. And then, Rory, you were in Philly last year, weren't you? Uh, a few years ago, so yeah, I have a friend who lives there, and I've visited him uh, for my first time there. Um, great city, not as not doesn't have the hustle and bustle of New York, but still a really big city. Uh, very green, a lot greener than I had ever imagined. It's right on a river. Um, um, famous for its cheese murals, steaks. Philly <laughs> cheesesteaks, indeed. Yeah, um, I had many of them before I went to Philadelphia and had one there as well. Um, really good. Um, Obviously famous for Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, um, when I was there, actually, we weren't able to go up the steps. Oh, really? They had it closed off for, uh, there was some uh, concert on. Yeah. Oh, um, no. That would have been a good little run. Yeah. Um, and then just to add, we've our newest route, which is yet to start, is uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Oh, yeah. Starting on the 1st of July. So not many people will know much about that um but believe it's uh, a great city um, it's near the mall of america that's it, it? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 500 um, 
and 20 shots. I'm actually going to go out on the inaugural flight on the 1st of July. We're doing some activity over stateside um, and I'm hoping the next day to get to experience um, what, yeah, what the cities, the twin cities shops. have to offer, but 520 yeah. shops. Beast of a shop. It also it's has got a roller coaster. It oh does. my god! Inside the mall. So it has an indoor indoor theme park. It has 520 shops, as I mentioned. It has nightclubs and an aquarium. Oh my god! America <laughs> really does know how to just go big with things. Yeah. Exactly. It's insane. So it's a, yeah, a little bit different than our traditional shopping centre. <laughs> a little bit different to Jervis. <laughs> And it is meant to be a great, it's known as a city of a thousand lakes, so a great outdoor city for uh, hiking and kayaking and cycling, all of that. So, yeah, it, it looks like there's lots to do there. Great. Look forward mm. to seeing that. And yeah. it's already really popular, so it's yeah. selling yeah, up really, really fast, which is fantastic. Beyond expectations. Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it it's really? Yeah. OK, we'll have to get on to that again when we get back to the Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen has a nice little to-do list yeah, for him in here. <laughs> Um, so, obviously, after the New York's Boston, Chicago's there too that people should definitely visit. Are there any other lesser-known cities that you fly to outside of the main ones that people should? Yeah, so go? like Toronto and Seattle, there's obviously quite mm. a lot to offer there in in regards to just looking at different destinations. So, um, obviously, be, you know Niagara Falls, one of the seven natural wonders of the world, is only like an hour and a half from Toronto, so that's mm. a, a definite must. Uh, Seattle is just such an urban city and is home to coffee lovers, such as you know having <laughs> the the first Starbucks originating there. So I would say Toronto and Seattle, absolutely to put on the bucket list. Mm. Um, Miami, while you know Miami is popular. But we're seeing quite a lot more, I suppose, penetration for the cruise market. Yeah. So yeah, it's a huge cruise port. A lot of the big companies mm. that will be that your listeners will be familiar with, just the Royal Caribbeans and Celebrity Cruises, all have home ports in Miami. So our Lingus operates a direct service to Miami twice a week. Um, and then we'll go back up to three times a week in the winter when the cruising really yeah. kicks yeah. off, yeah. kicks off. So Miami is an amazing destination and mm. it's. You know, you know, it's great for beaches. It's great for nightlife. Has that, you know, Cuban influence. Mm. Food is phenomenal. The fish tacos. Um, <laughs> it's just has so much to offer. But you also have the cruise. So you have the mm. cruise at your doorstep. So you can do a few days in the beach um, and just look, you know, go and explore the beautiful cruise. Art Deco buildings, mm. uh, sample the food and then go off on a cruise for, you know, they do between yeah. three and seven day cruises. Last yeah. year I ended up in um, on a cruise, which was amazing, <laughs> and finished up in uh, Fort Lauderdale, which is only an hour away from Miami. So oh, yeah. You, you can cruises operate out of Miami, but also Fort Lauderdale, mm. also Orlando, which we also fly to. So we're kind of well covered along the coastline. There yeah, for you've them. got Florida covered there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then West Coast. So we've probably focused a lot on the East Coast, but then on the West yep. Coast, we have direct flights into San Francisco and into Los Angeles. So another popular road trip really is, you know, flying into San Francisco, mm. uh, spending a few days in San Fran, doing all the usual hot spots uh, such as Alcatraz, mm. down to Fisherman's Wharf, going out to see the Golden okay. Gate Bridge. Yeah. Uh, you can Beautiful go across city. Yosemite Park, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, but then starting to, you know, rent a car and start to mm. travel down uh, the Big Sur. So going down the Pacific Coast Highway and you can go all the way down. I did it a number of years ago and it was a trip of a lifetime. We spent about two weeks from when we landed. Um, so we flew our lingus on the San Francisco flight. Then we spent a few days in San Fran and then started to uh, travel down the coast. So. Again, you can book yeah. hotels as mm. part of your, your package, but then it's sometimes it's kind of nice as well with some of the smaller little um, areas, smaller um, cities just to to see where, you know, that that rugged coastline yeah. takes you. Mm. Um, so you can basically stop off and some hotspots would be Santa Cruz, which is home to the oldest roller coaster in North America. Oh, wow. uh, you can stop off in Monterey, Carmel, we were in, uh, we overnighted actually in Carmel and we stopped off in San Simeon. There's Hearst Castle there, which is absolutely beautiful. There's a small fee to go in and see it, but um, it's definitely a must. And then all the way along the coast, it's it's difficult now to choose 
where to stop. <laughs> Too so many got Santa Monica, <laughs> so, sorry, Santa Barbara, you've got Malibu, Santa Monica. And then you can, of course, end your trip in L.A. and get to experience like the Hollywood fame and glamour um, and fly back out of L.A. So it's yeah. really it's a nice way to, um, I suppose, experience the West Coast. Some people then would incorporate a Vegas. So again, mm. you can drive um, mm. into Vegas. Become uh, really popular to fly drives. The fly yeah. drive, yeah. yeah. Really, really popular to, there's a couple of girls in the office doing Yeah, one of the girls on the marketing team yeah. is doing that fly drive in October. I can't wait to hear about how it goes. It sounds fab. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And you can, you need definitely a week minimum. At least, At least a week. You can, if you stretch it out to two weeks, it just means you get to spend a little bit more time, obviously, along the coast yeah. and really get to experience uh, the various different cities. Yeah. But you can, you can do it an express, uh, you know, <laughs> San Francisco You're to LA, in, incorporate Vegas if you want to drive into Vegas. And that's kind of quite an iconic drive into uh, into Vegas. Mm. But you can also fly back out of Vegas and if you wish and, and fly on one of our, we work very closely with United and JetBlue. So you can do a code share, obviously, and okay. uh, have a connecting flight and then connect back with LA or San Francisco if you don't want to. If you want to drop the car off and not have to worry about driving again. Yeah. Hmm. So it is a long, so you are going to be driving quite a lot. <laughs> hence the word fly drive. <laughs> but if that's something that is of interest to you, hmm. um, it's definitely a trip. Yeah, say the scenery along it is just. It's spectacular. Unbelievable. Spectacular. So there's a good few destinations covered there. How do you, how do you guys choose the, the new routes and destinations? Like how many daily or weekly flights go to a particular destination? How do you decide that? How do you come to those decisions? It's such an interesting question. I think we're asked this all the time because <laughs> people are curious of yeah. like, how do you decide of, you know, you're so many places so in the rapidly. world. The world is your oyster yeah. and you can just, mm. our network planners are just have the most exciting job. Mm. Like it's literally putting a map on the table and looking to see, OK, well, where do we currently fly? So what is our current network looking mm. like? Um, if we have additional aircraft, which thankfully we have coming on stream, do we want to a increase frequency so to put extra aircraft on those existing routes which okay. are all profitable or do we want to look at some shiny new objects i.e. <laughs> will we look at some new destinations that really um, based on kind of full analytical data that are showing as underserved okay. so that there's a demand so it's kind of back to the economics 101 of supply yeah. and demand mm. that we know Irish consumers are interested in going there and they do but they're not going there on a direct service so I suppose there's a lot of kind of components in regards to how you choose mm. the destination yeah. how do you increase frequency what time of the day do you fly um, and that's probably something to touch on as well. So Aer Lingus really has evolved as a carrier that connects Europe to North America and North America to Europe. We're an Irish airline and Dublin is our hub. However, we carry thousands of guests from Europe to North America as well. So it's really important when our scheduling team are looking at the times of the flights that it's a time that will suit the Irish guest but also that it enables our European guests as okay. well that the short haul network or the short haul flights so if you're taking a flight for example from France or Germany that you can get a connecting flight in Dublin uh, from France or Germany into Dublin and then I suppose the again the benefit for Europeans which mm. they don't have is pre-clear customs and emigration mm. and then fly on to their end destination yeah. so mm. that is all taken into consideration in regard to what times, how we time a certain flight. It's both the That's Irish originating guest yeah. and the European origin, uh, originating yeah. guest. And then there's also what time are we able to fly at? So, you know, we have to go um, as our network planning guys have to go to the Roots Conference. Happens twice a year. Um, and you have to kind of bid for the slot times. So you've oh, got really? a lot of competing carriers. And that's only twice a year. That's twice a year. Yeah, yeah. summer and winter. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, like that really is. Really fascinating. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And then so, so, so they will weigh up um, all those sort of things and see if a destination is, is going to work from, exactly. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's from profitability. It's perspective. Perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it should be interesting, really interesting now as we talk about our ambitious growth plans. Yeah. This, the planners have lots of planning to do and where <laughs> these aircraft go. And some, as Yvonne was saying, will be to new routes. There might be some adding frequency to existing routes mm. that are very really popular and could do with uh, more 
more uh, seats. So, um, so it's like yeah. a kid in a candy shop. Are there <laughs> many? Are there Such ma- an exciting are there department. Many are there many? There is, yeah, it's quite yeah. a, well, it's a lean team and that's, I suppose, our general <laughs> um, strategy across yeah. the carrier is to ensure that we are a lean team, that, you know, that maintaining our cost um, is obviously paramount, but they're yeah. a very experienced team yeah. and a lot mm-hmm. of the network planners have been with us for yeah. a long time and then we would acquire new talent um, we have various different graduate programs yeah. as well, and we see graduates come in from various different colleges, etc. Um, it's a very specialised field, as you can imagine. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. So having that level of expertise is yeah. paramount. Um, and both previous, both our previous CEO uh, Stephen Kavanagh and Sean Doyle would have been very heavily. Um, I suppose weighted towards those two departments. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So both would have worked in network planning. Our guys have a good track record now. So when I joined six years ago, we had four transatlantic routes Boston, New York, Chicago, and Orlando. Now we have 15. And so that's tremendous growth over four or five years only. Um, And uh, yeah. So with new, more new c- cities to come, we, we will hope they'll keep choosing, making the right decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly nailing it anyway. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it is amazing because all routes are yeah. are profitable. Yeah. Um, yeah. We started San Francisco, I think, four days a week and, and now it's a daily. And um, that's an example of Seattle four times a week. Possibly that could go to daily. Oh, really? Um, when we get right. the aircraft, these decisions have to be made, obviously. But mm. uh, yeah. And what about short short haul routes? Would they they'd be doing the same sort of thing for short haul routes? Any any new short haul routes? Yeah, we, we've two uh, new short haul routes out of Cork Airport. Um, Very nice. To two great destinations that I haven't been to, and I have wanted to go to Nice in France and Dubrovnik in Croatia. Ah, places yeah. I've been to both, and I was have there you? on yeah, the the launch. Lovely. So the um, the first flight from Nice flew out to Nice. Um, and did the uh, kind of ribbon cutting, the inaugural fight from East Cork and the amount of positive feedback from a lot of our guests from Cork or that are living in Nice but from Cork saying oh my god I'm so delighted that Aer Lingus has put this service back yeah. on again mm. it's, there was really positive um, response to Nice and Nice is just such a it's busy destination it gives you accessibility to the Côte d'Azur yeah. and all the way um, down along the coast from you know Antibes and down to Saint-Tropez it's mm. a beautiful coastline Monte Carlo Fab. yeah and up to, to Monaco obviously which That's is famous lovely. for its uh, I suppose for its wealth for yeah. its <laughs> famous yachts um, and also yeah. Grand Prix as well uh, which yeah. great weather I'm sure great weather <laughs> yeah, well, exactly so yeah Nice um, Cork was obviously launched there a number of weeks ago and already doing fantastic and then Dubrovnik in Croatia also um, yeah. Great to see launched. development out of the the regional airports yeah, as well. Yeah, that's increased our capacity out of Cork by four mm. percent. We we love that in in, in click and go. We love when when new routes are are loaded up because it gives us a, a better chance of giving our clients um, more destinations to go to, yeah. and yeah. also more then choice, you know yeah. not just to go to but to go from. Yeah, so when we see there's more Cork flights put on, it helps us expand yeah. down into into the regional airports a lot more. You know, yeah. so. Thanks. (laughs) And the regional airports are really important. And whilst Dublin is our hub, you know, for obviously feeding our short haul into our long haul, Mm. the regional airports still play a vital role um, in the relationship between, you know, those regions and Aer Lingus. So we obviously work still, you know, very, very closely. And where there is, Mm. again, supply and demand or routes that we feel are underserved that we, you know, that network planning have determined is a viable route. Mm. Well, then obviously we're always happy to consider new destinations amazing all fascinating yeah. and um, you, you mentioned obviously uh, the holidays with Erlingus and Click and Go but how important are the partners to Erlingus because obviously you work with a huge amount of partners yeah. yeah we do so we work with obviously you know Erlingus.com is our key distribution um, platform. So mm-hmm. a number of guests obviously we book on Erlingus.com. We work very closely with Click and Go to mm-hmm. obviously power our holidays with Erlingus product. We work with, you know, travel agency partners um, across Europe. You know, we've got a dedicated team that are based here in Ireland, UK um, and across Europe and North America as well. So we're still very much, while we are very much digitally led and online led, we still um, have a, a sales team that are present 
um, in the various different markets to mm. work on those joint partnerships um, and really work together in mm. ensuring that it's a win-win for both parties. Brilliant. And I think the last question on my list. So you have um, a loyalty program, Air Club, and you also just announced new premium economy offering. Could you maybe talk us through those two? Sure, I'd be delighted to. So you might remember um, years back we had our frequent flyer program called Gold Circle. Um, and similar to our brand relaunch, it, we really needed to, the, the airline has evolved and yeah. we really need to look at previous products and really how we can enhance them and how we can make them fit for purpose. So uh, we launched, successfully launched Air Club back in 2016 mm-hmm. and ultimately this new um, loyalty programme is going is designed to meet the needs of today's traveller. Um, it's aimed at everyone. So mm-hmm. it's depending on, you know, you get a, um, a, a an amount per spend. So ultimately, everybody is rewarded. Mm. So depending on that, you, know, you earn more, the more that you actually pay in terms of your flights. But everybody, you know, will actually get a point for um, for their expenditure. Um, Air Club members, they can earn valuable uh, Avios points. So mm-hmm. Avios is the currency. So if you think of Air Club as the name of the new loyalty program, but it's powered by Avios. And Avios is your euros and your dollars mm. so that is your currency it's your <laughs> bank account for all intents and purposes it is a bank account um, and ultimately you can earn valuable Avios points f- on the day to day basis so we have partnered up with various different retailers so if you're going off to do your weekly shop in Super Value if that's your choice of supermarket uh, you will earn valuable points for your supermarket spend so again you know that's obviously giving back to our members mm. for your everyday purchases if you're doing a spot of shopping, um, you know, we've various different retailers that we've partnered with, like Marks and Spencer's, ASOS, House of Fraser, Kildare Village. Mm. Um, so there is hundreds of partners there <laughs> that are already engaging with the Air Club um, program and are obviously have ag- we've agreed that Avios is the currency and they've agreed the value between the retailer and Erlingus. So mm. there is some fantastic um, retailers that we've partnered up with and it's really easy to accumulate these points so you're just Top them going up in between flights <laughs> exactly you're just going about your day to day so if it's shopping petrol general day to day um, expenditure whether it's in a soup you know in a yeah. supermarket a, a fuel station yeah. or a going into buy a you know something in a clothes shop you're going to value you're going to um you're basically going to collect Avios points as you go along. Mm. And one really uh, great feature that we recently launched is that you can do pay with Avios. So now, while you're kind of building up your points Mm. in the background, just due to your everyday spend, you can now offset some of your Avios points against your flights. Brilliant. So that's a really fantastic enhancement. Mm, um, and already there's over a one million of average savings that we have handed back to our guests. So the average... I suppose offset is around and the average saving is about 57 to 60 euros per transaction. Okay. But we have had a few transactions up as far as like 8,000 euros. <laughs> oh, wow. So you could have somebody spending a lot of money <laughs> in whatever capacity. Yeah. Um, so probably a lot of shopping, I would say, related. <laughs> <laughs> that then have a huge bank of credit yeah. in their obvious points. So then they decide they want to book a flight and then they can offset some of their obvious points. You know, so that allows mm. you to reduce the cost of of your um, flights or package. Mm. Um, and also we launched a pre uh, a co-branded credit card with Bank of Ireland. Oh, yeah. So you can also earn Do some valuable as, um, Avios points through your credit card. Um, and there's a small fee of, you know, Seven ninety five per month for the co-branded credit mm. card, but you're earning all these points through your credit card. Um, but you also get some additional benefits as well with that co-branded credit card between Bank of Ireland and Erlingus. You get access to uh, the lounge, fast track, priority boarding, um, and there's you know various other benefits such mm. as you know priority wait list and etc. Well worthwhile if you're so it's frequently fine. Exactly. And there's different tiers as well, depending on how frequently you are traveling. You know, the, the, I suppose the entry level is green. And then when you go up to silver, you have your silver car, which okay. gets you access to fast track, which really helps, um, you know, guests go through the airport mm. to get access to the lounge, etc. So um, priority boarding. So there's a lot of benefits. Mm. And then the more, I suppose, you travel 
the quicker you move through the ranks mm. as you move then up to the various different um, levels across the board in terms of platinum and concierge and, and with those different levels you're just getting more, more and more services. more and more benefits mm. um, so yeah it's been really successful um, and we're going to constantly enhance the product offering by working more closely with retail partners. Mm. So it's seen as, a, you know, a very valuable membership now that you're earning valuable points both on the ground before you fly, after you fly yeah. and while you're in the air as well. So definitely, it's definitely a win win. Um, and also then airspace. So airspace is a new product that we have recently launched. And ultimately, the concept, as we already mentioned earlier, we're always um, innovating. We're always looking for new ways to enhance the guest experience. Um, and really, airspace was all about looking at the option of giving some of our guests more space. Mm. So whether to work or relax, the first row on certain flights in the UK and Europe, the middle seat is empty. So you have a guest on the window and a guest on the aisle, but you've got the middle seat empty. Nice. But so if, you know, guests want to obviously avail of the true airspace priority. So if you think back to the airport, you can do fast track. Mm -hmm. So if you've bought airspace, you can fast track to the airport. You can obviously go through the security lines really quickly. Then you can go down when you're down at the boarding gate, you can do priority boarding. You're on the aircraft, you're in row one, you've got plenty of space. Settled in, ready you've to go. You've got a dedicated reserved space for your hand luggage. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't in know the overhead that bin. So Amazing. nobody else can put it. It's reserved purely for airspace. Very so nice. again, that just allows you that if you want to disembark the, air, the aircraft quickly, yeah. you know, should you, you know, wish to... If you've got a meeting and you've got a deadline, etc., what you don't want is to be in row one and your and your hand luggage is down in row four. So, in terms of trying to the ease of exiting the aircraft yeah. and be able to get ahead of you know mm. of the rest, that definitely was a key component of having the space in the overhead. So there is lots of advantages in regards to airspace, um, as we mentioned. So it's. It's also allowing you access to the lounge. So if you wish to access the lounge Fab. in advance um, and you get refreshments on board complimentary as well. So you can oh, select wow. off the BMNU and then whatever you wish to avail of is, and is, is complimentary. Is airspace, uh, is it much more on tier ticket or what's kind of price range for it? It's around 129 okay. euros each way. Um, and ultimately that gives you the full suite of offering. Okay. So when you think what's included in, that's your airfare, that's, um, you know, your priority uh, boarding, your lounge access, fast track, your fast track, etc. And there's some other um, benefits as well. You will automatically go on the standby list. So if you arrive to the airport and you want to go on an earlier flight, if there is regular oh, frequency. Okay. Yeah. So Heathrow will be a prime example. Yeah. Yeah. So you can book airspace on Heathrow, Gatwick, Manchester or Birmingham. Yeah. But with Heathrow with 13 daily flights, if you get to the airport early, then you can, off, you know, if there is space, we will automatically clear you off an earlier flight. Again, no trying way. to assist mm. to, you know, make it as seamless as possible and get you home it's as quickly as possible. Probably more for the corporate guests. Yeah, but it's definitely. not to say leisure guests can yeah. book it if they so wish to have, you know, more space. And, and has it been success so far? Yeah. Um, so it, it's actually uh, launched 1st of July, and it's but it's not operating until the 1st of September. So you okay. can book it now okay. for travel yeah. from the 1st of September. September. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. It's I'd say really that'll popular. be a hit with... Yeah corporate travellers are right yeah. and especially on the London routes I'd yeah. say so it's so popular in the London routes and also Birmingham and Manchester but then you have a long list of European routes so it's available on Amsterdam and Paris and Frankfurt Dusseldorf Milan you know there's a long list of destinations that it's applicable on Brilliant. which you can obviously look on, on um, the website um, but yeah it's, it's a really kind of cool product now. Yeah, that definitely. It's a great ag idea. Again, listening to our guests and getting some feedback. It was row one. Everybody wants to, you know, board the aircraft probably last and disembark the aircraft first. Mm. Mm. Have their luggage to hand and have, have, space. Yeah. have all the space to yeah. work on a laptop or read a book, whatever it may be. So, um, no, it's a great enhancement. Mm. And again, obviously reiterating that we're constantly innovating new products. And um, mm. um, obviously we, we would will share maybe some new pro further new product enhancements uh, the next time we meet. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's great. Uh, do you want to talk about the UNICEF? Yeah, so I suppose we just said we'd finish on a on a positive note in regards to, you know, we're so while we as a carrier connect 
um, our guests from A to B. We think it's, you know, we should all be very, I suppose, appreciative of the fact that we get to go on these, whether you travel for business or you travel for leisure, that we're in a very fortunate position that yeah, we get absolutely. to fly mm. from A to B. And, and as part of our lingus's, um, I suppose culture is always to give back. And we've been working with UNICEF for the last like 22 years um, and we have raised over 20 nearly close to 21 million um, that we have handed over to UNICEF. And I suppose it's just being aware of the fortune position that we all are in to mm. be able to fly to these wonderful destinations, whether it's Europe or the States, but also in the back of our mind to think of maybe people that are less fortunate. Mm. Um, and if there is loose change in your handbag or in your rucksack, that our cabin crew actively at the end of the flight will always say, you know, reiterate the partnership with UNICEF and for people to dig deep so I suppose it's just to end on that note is to it's always important whether it's an individual or a you know a corporation we have that corporate social responsibility and we really enjoy working with um, various different charities to give back and our guests have been so generous over the last number of years so that we would just I suppose thank them for their support and also as we go into peak season um, you know, remind to them. yeah, to remind if it's possible, just to kind of dig deep into the wallet, and if there's any loose change, it's certainly all you know. It's greatly appreciated. Brilliant, amazing, yeah. great. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. Thank guys. you. Really enjoyed. Fascinating. Really yeah, no, it's been great. Thanks for having us. Very welcome. No, thank yeah. you. Thanks. That's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Thanks to Rory, Yvonne, Stephen and as always, thank you for listening. Stephen and I hope you've been enjoying the podcast and the destinations we've been covering. If you have any questions or suggestions, drop us an email at podcast.clickandgo.com. If you've been enjoying this episode and all our previous ones, please subscribe, rate it or leave your view on Apple Podcasts, share it and spread the word. So until then, goodbye. <laughs>